Hey, how are you doing? Dean Dwyer, welcome to another episode of The Mindset Show. So it's a show where obviously I talk about mindset. I have created uh, a protocol for myself called The Successful Body. So uh, if you're listening, I have, I've struggled with my weight my whole life and I've had periods where I was trending in the right direction and I thought I've got this all figured out and then I would fall off, you know, everything would fall off the rails and then I would go back to eating like a dog and put all the weight back on again and that's sort of been my whole life and I feel, I'm 54 right now as I write this and I feel like for about 50 of those 54 years, I did not like the body that I created for myself and you know, that's problematic because if you don't like the body you've created for yourself, whether you realize this or not, it impacts all other areas of your life. And so earlier this year, I thought I need to get this. Not only do I need to figure this out, I need to put a program in place that I can sustain long term um, effortlessly. And I'll put effortlessly in quotation marks. And so I have put a program in place and I have got myself down to the point now where it's like, I like the body I've created for myself. And I thought, I'm ready now to start sharing these ideas and teaching these to other people because it's different than what I was taught and what I've learned and what I've read about. And I want to share that through this podcast. And again, even though my mindsets that I share typically are around building what I call a successful body, these mindsets apply to life. So it's you can take the principles and apply them to building a successful life. So the principles or the mindset that I wanted to talk to you about today was this idea that avoidance is a terrible, terrible, terrible long-term strategy to use in your life. So let me give you some context about where this idea is actually coming from because it's based on something that I'm doing for myself right now. And I think I think you'll be fascinated just to hear the process of how I've gone about teaching myself I'm going to say essentially teaching myself moderation, but um, I guess that's essentially what I'm doing, was I'm teaching myself moderation, but my initial strategy was avoidance. So let let me tell you what's going on here so you can make some sense of what I am babbling on about. So I am an overeater. And I always thought that for me, overeating was a result, or I always assumed when I thought overeating, I was thinking about foods that were bad for me. Turns out after I reviewed my food log from the last three or four years, what I discovered was I was certainly at times overeating foods that weren't good for me. But my bigger problem, the thing that shocked me was I'm an overeater of foods that are good for me, like meats and Uh, nuts and nut butters and those sorts of things. But I would overeat those significantly. You know, I've told the story already, but again, I would buy a jar of nut butter and eat it all within 24 hours. And it didn't matter the size, 250 milliliters, 500 milliliters, even the Costco 750 milliliters with gone within 24 hours, it would be gone. So what I, when I, when I put my successful body protocol in place, I decided that my short-term strategy was going to be to take uh, – so nut butters are a, f- a food that I have not done well with in the past. And nuts, specifically cashews and almonds, are also food that I have not done well with. Even though they're good foods to have in your diet, I thought I'm not ready at this point in time yet to be able to handle them responsibly. So at this point, I'm going to take them out of my diet completely 
But as I alluded to earlier, avoidance is a terrible long-term strategy. And it's a terrible long-term strategy in all areas of our life. You know, if we have a bad breakup, avoiding the person we broke up with or who has broken up with us is not a great long-term strategy because at some point you are going to run into them and you will be crushed when you see them. And that's not, that's, that's not how you want to be living your life. You don't want to be devastated when something does end up coming back into your life. You have to find a way to deal with it so that when you see it again, you're okay with it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't throw you off for days, weeks, months, or even years for that matter. So that's the way I was thinking about, I was thinking about this. I thought, okay, like, um, I'm always somehow like I'm going to be confronted with nut butter or nuts or whatever at some point. So the idea of like never ever having them again doesn't make any sense. So what I did when I started my protocol was I thought I, I, I started with the short term strategy again. I'm going to take them out completely and I'm going to begin teaching myself moderation. And the tool that I've used and it has worked remarkably well and I've talked about this before. I weigh all my foods now. Everything that I eat, I weigh. And I know I've said this before and I'll say it again. Some of you are listening to this going, that's insane. I do not need to weigh my foods. And I get it. I I actually first heard the concept about three or four years ago. And I I literally out loud said the same thing. I'm like, I am not weighing my foods. I can estimate. Um, Anyway, I realized that as humans, we are terrible estimators. And as a human, I am a terrible estimator. So weighing has been a profound gift for me to this insight that is provided but what but what it's actually done for me is it's helped me um cure my overeating problem is that i've learned now how to eat in moderation so i went a few months sort of just sticking to foods that i didn't uh oddly enough i don't overeat broccoli so i stuck with foods that i don't overeat naturally and got to the point where you know weighing everything and i i figured out you know appropriate sample sample sizes food sizes portion sizes those sorts of things and once i felt like i said i'm ready to now um, begin tackling nuts again. So, but here's what I did. Yeah, and I started with nuts. I, I nut butter is still not on the table. Uh, in fact, I don't know if nut butter really fits into. Uh, it's really, really calorie dense, and um, I don't know at this point if it fits into it fits into the way that I'm eating right now. So, um, it's it's more of um, it's not a decision of like, oh, I don't. I'd like to have it back in my life, but I'm not ready for it yet. I'm sort of like, I don't know if I really need it or not. But anyway, that, that's a story for another day. So um, what I decided to do, though, was I thought, ra- here, here's how nuts work for me. There's only two that I was eating. I was eating cashews and almonds. And on a scale of likability, cashews, right at the top. Like I, a raw cashew, I love raw cashews. Like love raw cashews. Almonds are second. There's probably a pretty good gap between um, cashews and almonds. But I also really like almonds as well too. So I thought, well, let's not start with either of those two. Let's buy a nut that I'm not a huge fan of. And the nut that I'm not a huge fan of, walnuts. I mean, they're not terrible, but 
I don't overeat them. I'm like, if I if I can avoid them, I'll avoid them. I won't have them. I'll be like, you know, I sort of ate them out of obligation. It's like, ah, somebody put walnuts in the salad. Okay, I'll eat them. That was kind of the way I thought about the walnut. Sorry, walnuts, for all the walnuts listening out there. This is not, uh, it's nothing against you. It was just the way that I'm wired. So I thought, well, let's start with, with that because I know I won't overeat those. And uh, walnuts, to your credit, you're actually not a bad nut, to be honest. So, but I wasn't, I didn't have any problem sticking to uh, whatever portion size that I was going to have. And it turns out that for nuts, um, this was a hard thing for me to wrap my head around, but I only have about 25 grams of nuts a day, which is really literally just a, just a small handful, which again is a, as an overeater, that's a hard, that was a hard concept for me to get used to because I will put, um, my second meal, I will put some almonds or sort of some nuts on my for my meal, and if it's almonds, for example, it's like seven. And I, and my the old me looks at that and goes like, "What? That's not even a meal! Like, what are you doing? You can't even, you know, that's not going to do anything." But I have, I don't know why my voice went so high, by the way. Uh, but I have again, I've, I've, I've begun to understand the importance of portion sizes with different types of foods. And again, nuts, really calorie dense, and I've got to keep that portion size really small. I started with walnuts, and I a bag of walnuts surprisingly lasted me at least a month. I, I don't even know exactly how long it lasted, but maybe even five weeks, which again, for a guy that would eat a bag in three days, that was that was massive. But I went through that whole bag of walnuts, did not overeat at all, and I thought, once I got through that bag, I thought, okay, you know what? I'm ready now. So I moved from avoidance completely to starting with something that, so I didn't go right to cashews because I said cashews is my ultimate test. I thought, well, let's let's work my way up to this. And so I want you to keep this mindset in mind because uh, hopefully I'll remember to come back to this. So I went from avoidance, but knowing that's not a good long-term strategy to like, okay, let's start with almonds, uh, walnuts, sorry. And then once I went through walnuts, I thought, okay, now let's try almonds. And the same thing, a bag lasted me about five weeks. Again, blew me away, no overeating. And so last week, I just finished off my almonds and I was at uh, Costco and I thought, I saw the cashews. They saw me. We kind of made eye contact and I'm like, I'm ready to take on you guys. And so almonds are now sitting in my kitchen, two little jars that they're nicely sealed in. And so far, so good. No overeating. Now, I will say I did wake up. I don't know if it was last night or the night before the first night that I had them. And they're out prominently, like they sit on a on a shelf that I have in my kitchen. And I saw them, and the there was a part of me, there was an old part of me of just for a second, I had this visual of like, just like jamming my hand into that jar and pulling out a handful and just like throwing them down. And it was just a thought, and I quickly kind of dismissed it. And you know, and I do not foresee any problems with this, but it has been a great lesson for me in sort of transitioning from something that initially seemed impossible to something that is now totally within my wheelhouse that I can manage. And so I kind of want to now turn this back onto you in terms of like, so what, like, what does this mean for you? So um, I think the thing, I'll, I'll start with the thing that I said I wanted to come back to was that I think one of the mistakes that we make with behavior change, 
And I'll use sugar as an example. And to be honest, I'm still conflicted about the whole sugar thing in terms of how people should go about taking it out of their diets. But when we talk about sugar, um, m- people will just say you should take sugar out of your diet completely. And and in a perfect world, I agree. I agree. That's exactly what you should do. Um, but the reality for people is that is like again, that's like asking somebody who's never played the guitar before to now here's a guitar, stand up on stage in front of thirty thousand people and put on a two hour concert. Like that's insane, right? Like it's a skill level. It's a skill. You don't you don't simply take sugar out of your diet because you want to. You learn how to take it out. It's a skill. So like what I did with the nuts was I taught myself how to 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 eat those those foods in moderation. I don't know why that's so hard for me to get out, but I taught myself how to eat those foods in moderation, but I started at a level that I was comfortable with, which initially was nothing. Let's avoid it completely until I put something in place, which was weighing of my foods. I now have a strategy that I know is effective. So now let's go to the next level of my skill, which is a nut I'm not a big fan of. And then once I got that under control, it's like, okay, now let's go to another one that I I like, but I don't really, really like it. Like I like it, but I don't love them. And then I went to the thing that I loved and has worked remarkably well. So back to the sugar example. Again, in an ideal world, you would you would want people to take sugar to their diet completely. But 99.9% of people can't do that. And so a better approach is to actually start again you you start you start at the lowest level possible right so like what's what's the one i told this story before it's also in my willpower course but there was a woman um that i know and she was working with a client who was almost 300 pounds and she did so i she did something and i don't even know if she realizes how brilliant this was but when she was chatting with her they decided to focus on one thing which is brilliant and it was uh, she drank a, a two liters of soda a day. I don't even drink that much water in a day. She was drinking two liters of soda a day. And so they started with that. She just said, work on taking soda out of your diet. And I think it took her four or five weeks to take soda out of her diet. And she she transitioned. She took She moved to unsweetened green tea is what she went to. And then once she got that out, then they they moved on to adopting the next behavior that they would put in, which I believe was fish, a serving of fish into her diet every day or three days a week or something like that. But it was a brilliant approach to this. But um, the same thing with sugar, right? You you start off with like, what's, what's one area of your life where you could take it out? Get really good at that. Get comfortable at taking that out and then move to the next area where you could take it out. I think uh, on the last podcast I shared with you, um, again, I've taken sugar to my diet completely now, but that's actually been an evolution over you know 20 years, right? It started with taking it out of my coffee, and then it it just it there was sort of a halo effect that over the years, once I took it out of my coffee, then I started reading labels and I started taking it out of cereals, and I actually stopped eating cereals and just stuff like that. So, um, for you. Is there an area – well, first of all, is there an area of your life right now where you are avoiding something? And if you are avoiding it, understand that that is not a sustainable behavior long term. It's sort of like people who uh, have a problem with alcohol, right? You can't 
you can't decide that, okay, I'm taking alcohol out of my life. Sorry, that you can decide. You can decide to take alcohol out of your life, but you can't say, but I'm never going to be around it because the reality is that's part of you know almost every social gathering we go to. And so what ends up happening is you punish yourself by living a really, really small life, but that's not the goal of life. The goal of life is to live a big life, like that. The as we get older, our life should be getting bigger, not smaller. I know it's the reverse, but I, I, that's also a mindset flip. But we need to be sort of training ourselves and teaching ourselves behaviors that make our life bigger, not smaller. And so when you're looking at whatever aspect of your life if, that you right now you're avoiding something, is there a way that you could begin to slowly expose yourself to that thing so that when you do experience it, you don't have any issues or or if you do have any discomfort, you're able to move through it quickly. It's kind of like, again, I'll go back to the ex example, right? Somebody that you used to go out with. It might be tough to see them initially, but because you've done the work to kind of begin to deal with this, that you're able to move through it fairly quickly, right? It might take you you know, an hour or two, and then you're like, oh, okay, you know what? I was okay. I was okay with seeing him or her or whatever, you know, whatever it happens to be. But, but it doesn't crush you. It doesn't throw you off. Like, think about, you know, people again when you use avoidance, and then years later, you find out this person's now getting married and you're crushed again. Well, that's, that's avoidance at play. Like, if you do the work to understand, like, that's not a great strategy. It never, ever ends well when you use avoidance. Um, and you start sort of exposing yourself so that you can be around whatever those things are that currently scare the bejeebers out of you. So that's it. That's the show for today. And just to do sort of just a quick recap, and again, I don't even know if I will remember exactly everything I said, but I do know, I do know what the theme of the show was. I was talking about this idea that avoidance, um, the mindset of avoiding something is a terrible, terrible, terrible long-term strategy. It will, it, it, it will, it will explode on you at some point. You, because you can't go through life. It's impossible to go through life avoiding things. Um, I was just thinking, I had a, a story, I've told this story before about, you know, being in grade eight and giving a speech to, I don't know if I've, I think I've told this story. I actually wanted to do a podcast on this, but uh, maybe I'll hold out. You know what? I'm going to, if I'll file this away and I'm going to, I'm going to talk to you about a speech I had to do in grade eight and how that went badly and how I was using avoidance um, for the next five or six years and how that also went poorly and, and what I would, what I have done since then that, uh, has allowed me to really take that thing that was crushing back then and turn it into a real strength. So listen, um, again, my name is Dean Dwyer. You were listening to the mindset show. Thanks so much for listening. And, um, think about what you, you know, think about how you can apply this in your life. Is there something you're avoiding that you could begin to sort of, implement these levels of, um, I was going to say awareness, but exposure, levels of exposure that would allow you to get to a point where that thing no longer bothers you. Um, yeah, that's it. So have a great rest of today. Have a great rest of your week. We'll talk to you again next week. Ciao.